Hello, everyone, and welcome to EHS on Tap. I'm your host, Justin Scase, editor of the EHS Daily Advisor and Safety Decisions Magazine. A robust incident investigation process driven by effective root cause analysis is a critical component of any safety and health program. When safety professionals employ a methodical approach, they provide information that helps determine the basic cause of an incident and leads to the creation of processes, policies, and methodologies to prevent reoccurrences of similar incidents. In short, you need to know what went wrong in order to ensure it doesn't happen again. However, it can sometimes be a challenge to know where to start. Here with us today on EHS on Tap to discuss root cause analysis is Francis P. Sane, Vice President and Senior Risk Control Consultant for Willis Towers Watson. Fran has worked in risk control and claims advocacy for Willis Towers Watson for nearly 20 years and also spent eight years at Washington Steel Corporation, where he was responsible for safety, industrial hygiene, workers' compensation, and security for the specialty steel maker. Fran is also a past president and current member of the Western Pennsylvania chapter of the American Society of Safety Engineers. Fran, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome, Justin. I'm happy to be here. Great. Well, let's start with a general overview. What are a few key concepts of root cause analysis, and what makes it so important to an organization's EHS program? Sure. I, I think there's really two things that, that I have seen in working with organizations that have adopted a good program for root causes or root cause analysis, and that is, first and foremost, management participation. Uh, and, and I think oftentimes, as we speak with safety professionals, uh, the, the, the onus is on not only the professional, but oftentimes just the supervisory level in some organizations. So I think that the success really relies on a good participative approach by management. And I think the second part of it really is that this is not, you know, the bad the, the bad phrase of this is not your grandmother's accident investigation. Huh. It really is a deeper dive into the more significant causes of injuries and incidents and, and things that happen in the workplace. So I think the root cause analysis approach, which was really adopted uh, by the quality control folks uh, several years ago, was you know kind of slow in coming to the safety profession hmm. because we were using something that was around for years but we did need kind of a, a little kick to kind of move it forward, and I think that's really important. So management participation and the fact that root cause is, is a different kind of look to incidents and, and problem solving as well. Hmm. Now, OSHA has a very specific incident investigation process. What should safety pros be aware of regarding the process, and how can they learn from it? document that uh, OSHA has put out in the last year or so is, is more than anything a guidance document, mm -hmm. and it's not prescriptive in any way, uh, and it's really not a standard, but what I think OSHA is attempting to do is provide a tool for safety professionals to enhance what they're currently doing. So I think anyone that, that wants to kind of say, hey, you know, what we're not, we're not getting the results that we'd like out of our process, so let's take a little bit uh, different look at it, and I think that's what this document will provide. And I think it will also encourage them uh, to continue to look for better ways to investigate and to look at root causes as well. Hmm. So what are some of the challenges to conducting a root cause analysis? Does 
perhaps company size or industry play a factor? Well, I, I think there's a couple things there. I think the, the size of an organization really shouldn't if, if the management commitment is to provide for a safer workplace. And hopefully right. that's what, uh, what we want to see. Uh, but I really think that the challenge that, that I often encounter or the kind of things that I find in, in my work as a consultant is that people think it's going to take a lot of work or it's mm. going to take a lot of time or a lot of resources. And I, I don't agree with that, mm. uh, that it's, it's a process that needs to be done to get to where we need to for corrective action purposes and to make the workplace safer. But I think the other thing that will happen in this area that can be a bit of a challenge at times is the people that are involved in these incidents will take them out of their comfort zone because what the root causes will really determine will be areas that need to be looked at, to be corrected, to be improved, whatever the, the case may be. And anybody that's, that's been around industry at any point in time knows that, well, my plate is full already, and now you're asking me to do something else. Well, I think mm. unless we do something else, you know, we're, we're going to shortchange safety in the workplace. Mm. So th- this additional thing uh, with, you know, workers being taken out of their comfort zone, is, is there a tendency among organizations to turn root cause analysis into a fault-finding mission rather than a fact-finding mission? And if so, how can safety pros avo- avoid falling into this trap? Yeah, I, I think that that's a, an interesting statement because anytime you look at investigation, mm-hmm. uh, we're looking oftentimes to point fingers at people. So right. I, I think that that's a, a common you know concern, but I think it's a myth, quite honestly. Oh, because okay. if, if a safety professional can turn that in to uh, an improvement process, a continual improvement process, and look for corrective actions that are, again, going to have an impact on safety and make the, the workplace safer, as I've already said, I think that's what it's all about. So mm. it has to be more a positive than a negative. The, fa- the fact is that you've had an injury, you've had an incident, you've had some kind of a, you know, a, a showstopper, if you will, for a while, and now you need to kind of turn that around and say, what can we learn from that? What can we do to improve, not, not just the investigation process, but what do we do to improve our, our overall uh, safety, you know, and safety culture at some point as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. So are there any other mistakes or pitfalls that our listeners should be aware of and seek to avoid when conducting their own root cause analysis? Sure. I think that maybe I, I'd like to look at it on a more positive vein, and I, I think they have mm-hmm. to look at it as this is a, uh, a positive approach, a more uh, proactive, and that term gets used a lot, but I think that's what it is. And, and I think that the fact that we're not just trying to complete a document. I think that's what often happens, and I saw that in, in my work in private industry, that the supervisor who was often responsible for investigation or the initial part of investigation was just trying to get another piece of paper off his or her desk. Mm. And so I think we have to look at it more as, as a management tool, as I said earlier, to, to make, again, to make things better, to improve things, and it may have impacts more significant than just safety. It could be changing how people look at operations. It may be a culture, maybe a, not a culture issue, but we'll talk about that. But it could be uh, literally have impact on product and cost and other aspects of a business. So I think it's it's more broad based than what we used to say. Let's get the let's get the investigation done and move on to what we really do. And I, I think that's a you know an area that the safety professional has to be very. 
again, I said proactive, but they have to be very positive in their approach and saying, this is a good thing, this is something we need to embrace and embed in our, in our operations. Hmm. So can safety pros take their analysis to the next level then, uh, focusing on the why of an incident as well as just the how? Like, say, for example, addressing – you just mentioned safety culture, like addressing cultural issues or other company factors that may have contributed to the incident. Yeah, absolutely. And, and every organization has a safety culture. I think we need to kind of get, wrap our arms around that a little bit. And, and now – by taking this a little more seriously, I think it's going to help to improve the process. I, I work with a, a local entertainment group here in, in my area, and one of the things that, that they, they have said about their, their incidents and their injuries over the course of time is, well, that's the way we've always done it. And I think that's a, that's a negative in the sense that if you've always done it, you're going to continue to get the same results. So I think being taking a more serious again, more active approach, uh, the culture can improve. And I think that's what safety professionals will see. Again, the problem the problem or the difficulty they may have is the only the top management to kind of say, hey, here's a gap in our in our organization in a sense, and we need to, to improve that by doing some some things just just within the within the confines or uh, the context of root cause analysis. So I, I think that's, yeah, that's an interesting subject, and I think it could be explored much more in detail, if, if you will. Mm. So root cause analysis, could you provide us with a real-world example of root cause analysis and action? Sure, and, and I think this one has been around for a long time, and I'll t- if I can talk about it in a couple different situations, I'd like to do that. Okay. And one is, is the, the uh, challenger, you know, the the shuttle incident that happened several years ago. Uh, yes. And when NASA, NASA looked at that, NASA took that, uh, you know, deeper dive. And you know what I mean? That in the purest sense of the word. Mm-hmm. So, an incident, uh, you know, and it didn't have to happen. But what they really did, and this kind of ties into our previous discussion, is they went to, as far as to see what really were the root causes of that incident. And mm-hmm. they really determined that there, there was a cultural issue because the culture was that they wanted to get those spaceships in the air. They wanted to move forward with their, and progress, and so that they took some shortcuts, and by taking those shortcuts, and, which was embedded in their culture for a while, it really caused a, a serious incident. Uh, a, another couple of quick examples, Deepwater Horizons had, had very similar kind of circumstances in that uh-huh. you know they, they found that by doing the root cause that they hadn't done a risk assessment for the process that they were doing in enough depth to, to really identify the hazard and risk that they were going to encounter. Again, not just an environmental, but obviously a catastrophe as well. And then kind of last but not least, you know, the Concorde, the Concorde was a beautiful airplane. Uh, right. And the Concorde had a lot of uh, tire explosions in takeoffs and landings. Huh. And finally, when they did a, a, a deep look after the fact, after one crash, they found that there were a lot of these tire explosions and the one that finally caused the crash was similar, but a more significant one. And so, again, you know, looking at the causes, they had a lot of information, they had a lot of data, but they really didn't take it to the next level. So I really believe, you know, or I wouldn't be talking with you here today, <laughs> that an organization really has to embrace this. And those that have, and those that I've worked with, that kind of have said, you know, we, we want to use this as a learning tool as well, and Certainly, as, as I kind of alluded to, it's 
It's really a decision-making process. If we do that, then I think that will get us to those those areas where we want to be best-in-class or world-class or whatever term we want to use. So, yeah, again, as you, as you can see, I could talk about this for, for a while, but I think that's important that we do take it. We don't take it as just another another piece of business. We take this as a serious uh, tool to use in our business to make it better. Right. So it's not just about, you know, the O-rings or the, uh, you know, the safety right. valve. It's also uh, the cultural issues as well. Absolutely. Thank you. you. You hit both of those right on the head, and I think you'd agree that they were, you know, they were things that were treated, you know, lightly, and it came back to, to cause problems, you know, for, for, for all of us, I guess, in a sense, huh? Yeah, 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 definitely. So, finally... What's the most important thing for EHS pros to remember when they are conducting their own incident investigations? Yeah, and, and I think this is, this is a, an interesting point because I think we have a tendency to jump to conclusions. Mm. And, and I see that over and over again when an incident occurs. So I think that in order for this to work, in order for this to work well, you have to kind of step back, take that deep breath, and every safety professional, he or she needs to be considerate of this, that they have to don't dump the conclusions. Okay. Don't kind of say, well, I know. And, and here's my experience. Uh, in private industry, mm-hmm. I worked with a lot of supervisors who had worked on the shop floor. So when mm-hmm. they became supervisors, one of the things that they would do routinely was to say, I know how that incident happened because I did that in the past. Uh, and I uh-huh. think that that was, a, that was a misnomer or whatever we want to call it. And I had to kind of, we had to finally sit back and say, let's not think that way, guys. Let's think, again, a little more proactively and find out what the real causes, what the root causes were. So that was a great experience for me, and, and it's one that taught me that lesson of don't jump to conclusions. All right, absolutely. So this is all valuable information for our listeners, Fran. And we're looking forward to your educational session on root cause analysis at Safety Summit 2018. Thank you again for joining us. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Now, to our EHS on Tap listeners, you too can join Fran Sane in his session, Root Cause Analysis, Reduce the Risk of Future Accidents Using OSHA's Incident Investigation Process at the EHS Daily Advisors 2018 Safety Summit, taking place April 16th through 18th in Orlando, Florida. There's still time to join the event and take part in enlightening educational sessions, our first-ever Safety Standout Award Ceremony, and an evening dining with sharks at SeaWorld. But time is growing shorter every day. For more details and to register online, visit live.blr.com or click on the link appearing on this episode's EHS Daily Advisor webpage right now. Thank you for listening. Until next time, this is Justin Scase for EHS on Tap.